0: On this 31st Thursday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. The tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to him, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them he addressed this parable. What man among you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, would not leave the ninety-nine in the desert and go after the lost one until he finds it. And when he does find it, he sets it on his shoulders with great joy, and, upon his arrival home, he calls together his friends and neighbours and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found my lost sheep. I tell you, in just the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have had no need of repentance. Or what woman, having ten coins and losing one, would not light a lamp and sweep the house, searching carefully until she finds it? And when she does find it, she calls together her friends and neighbours and says to them, Rejoice with me, because I have found the coin that I lost. In just the same way, I tell you, there will be rejoicing among the angels of God over one sinner who repents. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Jesus' answer to the scribe, along with the scribe's answer to Jesus, combined, so to speak, help a lot. Because, besides the fact that the scribe was surely putting Jesus to the test, the interesting thing is to discover that this man asks about the first commandment, and Jesus answers him with two. That is, he merges two commandments into one, which is also the greatest. Moreover, in the scribe's answer to Jesus' reply, Jesus also says that fulfilling these commandments is worth more than all sacrifices and burnt offerings. If you're puzzled by what I'm talking about, you can go over Sunday's reading of the Gospel. You can read it or listen to it again so that together we can learn how to scan through it. That will enrich us more. Although they were trying to put Jesus to the test and to make him fall into the trap, he always took advantage of these opportunities to love. To teach and to leave us all a legacy. Jesus helps us interpret the law of God well, not only with words but with his own life. That's why he couldn't separate what God wants united. He didn't mean to separate what we sometimes unconsciously do, the love of God and the love for our neighbours. It happened to the Jews in those times and it also happens to us. Thinking that we love God on the one hand and our neighbours on the other. However, the answer shows that, in reality, the two commandments are one. They're the same reality. And that's why, though it may seem a little strange, Jesus says, There is no other commandment greater than these. It's a mixture of singular with plural, which, of course, isn't a mistake. Jesus intends to give us a lesson. We love God by loving our neighbour. We love our neighbour because we love God. Let's dwell for a moment on God's logic, which can sometimes give us a jolt. God is often not logical, or at least he doesn't follow our logical human reasoning. This is where we mustn't fall into the easy logic of saying, God is not logical, I don't get him. Contrarily, what we must say to ourselves is, God is wiser than I am. God's logical arguments are different. And, as I don't fully understand them, I humbly accept them. I know that God knows better. It's different to see it this way, isn't it? So, the first logic we have to accept is that God's logic is superior to ours. His wisdom is even greater than ours. A bit of God's good news that can be drawn from the Gospel today is that God does what nobody else would do. God leaves the 99 sheep in the desert and goes after the lost one. It's a very hard act to follow. Our logic is practical, utilitarian and materialistic. Our logic wouldn't risk losing 99 by going after only one lost thing. What seems to be obvious may not be so. Jesus tells the parable to demonstrate that such a reaction is not commonly expected. Today, God doesn't behave in the way that we expect, and he shows us that love defies logic. God's love for you and me is so big that it transcends the logic of what is obvious. It's not obvious to be so good. Many times human logic seeks to be predictable. God shatters preconceptions. Today's good news is that the God in the Gospel is a God who welcomes sinners and eats with them. Good news! God welcomes you and me. He eats with us. God came to meet us. He came in search of us. So the Pharisees' harsh criticism turned up to be the highest compliment they could have paid to Jesus. Our Lord made himself present. He left everything behind in order to go after his lost sheep, that is to say, all of us. If you strayed away from God, let yourself be found, let yourself be invited to eat with him, and allow yourself to be forgiven. There will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous people who have no need of repentance. If you get sick of God being so good, change your mind. God's not how you think he is. If God embraces you and me, if he eats with you and me, how come we aren't capable of eating with people we aren't so fond of or with people who don't feel the way we do? Let's try to change our minds so that our attitudes and our hearts change as well. Let the words in the Gospel be the good news today. Let the Gospel transform us and let it change our lives. We'll realise that we're the lost sheep and that we must think in God's way. May we have a good day and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever.